Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Jungle Boy has been um, making some unflattering comments, acting like a movie star. Yeah, rock star. Rock yeah. star. Rock star. There we are. Easy there, rock star. He's got the rock star lifestyle. Rock star Jack Perry. That's his new gimmick. When there we go. go. When they want to turn him heel, and uh, we can copyright that patent pending. That's right. <laughs> Come and get us, Tony Khan. That's right. Pay us. Pay us or we sue you. But um, so apparently, Jungle Boy was at uh, the Wrestling Fan Fest in England and was. Uh, for the a, love of wrestling. That's, that's right. Called. Sorry, yeah. for the love of wrestling fan, uh, fan fest in England. And was said to be uh, a bit of a prick. Yeah. You know, he very terse, ha- as it were, right? Yes. He was uh, about, about not coming back to the UK and was disinterested and was on his phone during uh, question period during Q and A. Um, he was asked about who he would like, who he would seek uh, help with when producing matches. He said he only took people, uh, took advice from people who had similar styles as himself, and those he uh, he can relate to, and noted it. Luchasaurus as being a big help in piecing his matches together. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, but you know the amount of amount of talent, uh, senior talent that they've got on that roster, and they're going. No offense to Luchasaurus, maybe a really nice guy, and, but he doesn't have the pedigree of a Brian Danielson. And he said, Christian Cage. he said straight out, he would not go to Billy Gunn. He said, I will not get. He goes, one guy will not get advice from is Billy Gunn, at that. And I'm like, you wouldn't go to Billy Gunn, the guy who spent, what, 20 years in WWE, who has made a living at this and know what he's doing? Got his kids over in AEW, you know? And he's got the acclaimed over. He's the agent for the acclaimed stuff. Yeah. Oh, look at where the acclaimed trajectories went. Yeah. And then you've got, I mean, Jungle Boy. I mean, he's... To me, he's got the charisma of a wet dishcloth. I could care less. He doesn't know. He says, talk about people that learn. And so he was saying about how the guys on Dark are basically the shits, right? They're horrible. Mm-hmm. He goes, because they went to MJF's school or something like that, and that's the only reason why they're on there. Well, at least they can cut a goddamn promo because MJF can cut a promo, and he doesn't have to go out there and do dumb shit like this guy does to get over. So you know what? Learn to work, Jungle Boy. And I don't give a shit. I mean, seriously, this guy is... I mean, if he's going to talk shit like that, guys are trying and getting on the show. We can cut into some of them, but they're coming in as job guys or something, and they're trying to learn. That's how you do it. But don't cut these guys up for going to a place like this. Jungle Boy was trained, by, he says, by Santino Morella and Joey Janela. Joey Janela? Really? Right. This Because he, he said these guys should go get real training. So, Will, did you? And you're saying in 2000... He says he started in 2015... And he trained with Santino Morella. Santino Morella's bat- battle arts in Mississauga. Did he go up there and train with him? Because me and you have what? Go- how, how long have we been there? We knew guys from there. That's right. And I've never heard about Jungle Boy Jack Perry going up there. And if he did, how long did he train? Where you've got MJF who trained with uh, Brian Myers and um, Pat Buck, a producer, a former wrestler, and a producer for WWE for how long? That's now with AEW. And then you have. You have Brian Myers. Myers. How long was he in w- like WWE? A while. Oh yeah, well, you know, part of the original Edgeheads with. Oh, um, uh, should I forget his name Cord- again? Cordona. Cordona, Matt yeah. Cordona. Yeah. Right. So he knows his way around the, the business, right? He knows how to put a good group together. They were they were the uh, they were the Edgeheads. Well, Edge, let, let's right? well let's go back. So He's talking about 2011. Yeah, so that's 12, yeah. Twelve years. Oh, right? even yeah, even more than that because 
I think I was with my ex-wife then, so must. Oh, have there been. you go. Yeah. yeah. And so with this is with that's the thing. And then he say, he talks about getting properly trained. You want to talk pedigrees? Then let's look at the pedigrees between the guy the because it falls down from the same tree, right? So those guys train MJF. So if MJF is training them, but if he's trying to insinuate they came from that same school, they're the guy. Then they're learning from the proper. They're under the proper learning tree. Where where the hell? What, what the? <laughs> I'll clean well, it up. What the hell is Joey Janela done? I'm not trying to be a dick, but let's be serious. Well, if you're gonna slag on Billy Gunn, okay, let's let's compare notes here, okay? So you've got second generation star. I know the one son is quote unquote a TV son. The other one is his real son, right? Oh, I thought I they both were. I don't believe so. I believe one of them is actually just playing off the role, right? But anyways, there's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think I've ever heard either one of them speak ill about being trained improperly or, or that type of opportunity. Both him and, sorry, both Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and the guns have both held the tag titles. Yeah. That's it. I'll so you, technically, I'll, they're the same level. So I'll, I'll tell you right now, hmm. the guns are much more talented. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, in my opinion, they they can do the work in the ring. They can do, do, they can do the physical stuff, but then they can do the work with the psychology and on the mic. And then, like I said, like we said, Billy Gunn is with the acclaimed, and I guess he's the guy who is the um, producer of their matches and stuff. Look where he's taken them. Yeah, they had the whole, you know, uh, you know, where the acclaim claimed we've arrived, but he's taken that and the scissor me. Like, there's so much that, I mean, let's give credit where it's due, you know. But I mean, I just, I just don't like the arrogance of this kid. No. Like, and I'm not trying to be be a dick about it, honestly. But the way he, the way he he uh, he comes across like he slags. He slags the guys on Dark. He slagged Billy Gunn. So, and some fan asked him about, you know, if you're gonna watch, um, if you're gonna watch a wrestling match, if you're about to die and you die, what would be the wrestling match you'd watch? Basically, you know, if you're going to an island, watch five yeah, things. Yeah. He goes, I wouldn't be watching wrestling. I'm gonna die. That was his answer to this guy. He was terse the whole time. And then, and then when it, when he was asking, what advice would you have for somebody who wanted to be a wrestler? Don't. It's like. What? And this is it for a love of wrestling. It's like, thanks a lot. Yeah, we appreciate the money we spent on you, wasting our time and wasting the energy of the people who are excited to come and see you. And then he said he'd be thankful for getting out of there and he's not coming back. Did you forget where All In is? Mm-hmm. Like, bravo. I mean, the guy's not worth... I mean, WWE wouldn't touch him. And if they did, it'd be changed. Like, okay, kid. This is what, what you're going to be doing. He would be on main event. Don't worry about Dark. Yeah. He'd be on our main event, <laughs> right? You know, like, I mean, if he's going to talk like that, let's be serious why he's got what he's got. His dad. What's his name? Right? It's Harry. like, it's that's it. I mean, not in my opinion, it's got to be like, I mean, 100%. at first I thought he was somewhat entertaining, but that grew old quick because he didn't progress. Mm-hmm. He's at the same spot he was in 20, what, 19? When AEW started. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to slag on the guy, but I hate a guy like that that acts like a goddamn rock star. Slagging that it makes the company look like like crap. See, I cleaned it up for you, so you don't have to edit it out. So, I, I never edited that stuff out. I've given up on that. Oh, okay. Well, it's the F word that I get rid right. of. <laughs> so, making the company look like shit, yeah. making the producers and guys like, and the veterans look like shit, you know, but then it's funny because he'll say, he'll, he'll say, uh, yeah, go go somewhere where you can learn from, from proper people and that, but then he he's going to learn from Luchasaurus instead of from Billy Gunn. It's like, it's insane. Or it Christian makes, Cage, it makes or Brian Danielson, sin, oh, or um, other guys Cesaro, that are there. 
Arn Anderson, Samoa Jake Joe, Roberts, Samoa Joe, Daniels. Christopher Daniel, like the the list yeah. goes on and on. You know, like come on. I mean, Billy Gunn probably has more time crapping in arenas than Luchasaurus has working in them. Like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It, no. I, like the the disparaging remarks and the. If you don't want to be a wrestler, go because there's 20 guys that would love to have your have your place that's probably within a mile radius of you. Like, well, it goes to, so it, it, it supports our point that we made in the last few podcasts when we were talking about the the pillars, right, and the, the fact that they're they're looking to make this the whole just like they had back in the WWE back in the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. You had Triple H, Undertaker, Steve Austin, Steve Austin The Rock, The Rock. Yeah, right? those were your four, right? Yeah. Um, then they tried to redo it with Big Show. Then they tried to add in Triple H. Then they tried adding in all these John other guys. Cena John Cena, yeah, right? Yeah. It just doesn't quite work. Randy Orton. But you've got four guys there who aren't even at that level. And I, I laughed when I saw a meme today when uh, so they were talking about the fact that there's more excitement for the upcoming triple threat match between Edge, AJ Styles, and Rey Mysterio this coming Friday night than there is of... These guys were all in. Oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Right. So it's it's really telling when you have somebody who's acting like this, who's supposed to be engaging the audience, building. You and, know, and this also comes back to our conversation we had before about trying to reach people outside. Well, Jack comes from a Hollywood family, right? Mm-hmm. Why is he not using that to his advantage? That's right. Right. Use the Perry name. Yeah. Right. If you're having that much disdain for wrestling. Why are you in the business? Why, yeah, go do something else. Right? Are you, you just want to be a spot monkey? Go to GCW. Go to these other places that nobody gives he should crap be, about. He should be grateful. I mean, honestly. And you know, and you look at the, they talk about the pillars. You know who doesn't get enough, um, enough credit when it comes to being a part of the pillars? Ricky Starks. Yes. That guy is golden. Like, I mean, he's not quite, but like main event level per se yet. Not but that much. guy, that MJF's guy, the only one. Yeah. And even then, it depends on who he's with. That's right. And the, but the thing is that like Ricky Starks is gold. He came like we talked about before. NWA. They didn't know what to do with him. Face heel, face heel. What's he doing? Is he? And then you got to give Tony Khan credit. Like that guy brought him in, gave him that. Remember he had that just a match, a trial kind of thing, which are in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They're like we're signing him, That's and right. it's like yeah, sign that kid. I mean, and, and you know, Britt Baker. I mean, some people say whatever about her. But uh, Britt Baker, she's another one. Like, Punk might have said she's it jo- jokingly to, remember in his, with MJF, you know, four pillars. Well, they should take you off the shirt and put uh, Britt Baker on. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker really is. I like Britt Baker. Definitely. You know, Jamie Hayter's coming up too. But, you know, Britt Baker is, I mean, they tried to do the baby facing, but they're glad they turned her heel. She, they de- she developed personality. And, and she's golden, like, in my opinion. Yeah, it, when, it, when it comes down to building your characters, um, it has always been stated. The best characters are the ones that you're just amped up, right? Be, be yeah. yourself, but just be amped up. Yeah. But if you can't go to a fan fest, and 20, 30 years from now, when he's no longer able to take the bumps, yeah, no longer able to work, and he's trying to do these things to make money, make ends meet, because he got nothing else behind him, probably blown through his trust fund that his dad left him, if they had any, right? Tony Khan bought his song for him. Yeah. Right? He bought the rights for it to be able to use. Yeah. Well, if this is what you, how you're going to repay him, why on earth would Tony ever consider using you in the future once this angle is done? Yeah. Once your contract's up, which I believe it is coming up soon, 
Like, you know, so 2024 so is going to be a really interesting year to see how many people they, they choose to pick. Miro was back last night. I didn't even, I didn't watch. I worked late last oh, night, sorry. so I didn't get a chance. Spoiler. <laughs> I saw it online, though, but okay. I don't know what happened. Don't tell me. Okay. La, 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 la. <laughs> but we got, uh, yes, we got him return, and we also had uh, Rosa return. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, Thunder Rosa, sorry. Thunder Rosa, yeah. So if they can use the people that were there and have good draw and good work ethic, <clears throat> And, and have a good personality, those will go far. A lot of, a lot of these guys have to realize they're very easily, easily replaceable. Apparently, 163 people on that roster. Oh, you're going to be an ass? Off you go. That's right. You know, Tony doesn't cut contracts, which I I don't know. I, I agree with it in a way, but I don't in another. But maybe he should start, you know? He doesn't oh, have I'm to sure be these guys' buddies. I'm sure he'll grow. Yeah. Right? Let's face it. He's, he's done well with the company, right? No matter what our personal feelings are about Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. He, he survived. They're continuing. There's rumors going around that there is a billion dollar deal for five years for all the with, television with Warner Brothers. Yeah. With Warner Brothers. So if that truly is the case, right, obviously coming up with contract negotiations and whatnot, they're going to take a look at these guys well, and say, are they really worth it? I was going to say, apparently there was a, his big announcement last night was that there's a big announcement next week and it's probably going to be bad. <laughs> I'm going to make an announcement. There's an announcement. Stop. We, we joke about it all the time. Stop right? it, Dick, Dixie. Stop it, Dixie. Right. <laughs> oh. Let's see if they break a million next week. Yeah. Right? We're going to make break a million just to be able to announce that everything we've seen on the dirt sheets is true. It's a billion dollars for five years. Okay, great. Now what are you going to do for the next five years? Yeah. Please tell me you're going to do something more than have... Johnny Moxley bleeding all over the place again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like there's got they've got a lot that more they can do. I mean, like we've talked about. I mean, Tony Khan business wise, that guy's smart as shit. Like that guy's super smart. Not in a bad way. He's he's smart. Give him credit. Look what he's done in five years. So feasibly, if you look at what he's making, I mean what they're making, I mean well, WWE makes it had a five year contract to make well, it was two bill no, what was it? How much was it? I don't remember what the original was. It was pretty close to that same type of money. Two and a half billion or something, wasn't? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, or two billion, and but it's like that. That's that's pretty good. The the contract that he he got. Well, so people, people were writing uh, AEW off. Yeah. You know, they talked about the. And you know, uh, you see people online too. I was arguing, not yeah. arguing, but somebody said something. I had to. I responded. I'm like, how how is Tony Khan con killing this company? Like, mm-hmm. give me some kind of... Well, I heard a fighter said something. He was talking about the... They were talking about the uh, the Wembley thing, and this yeah, is what yeah. they're saying. A, an ex-fighter said that he's going to have 40... It's like, okay, it wasn't the next fighter It was the ESPN journalist right there, you know. But it's like, I get frustrated right. just in general. Like, like you said, we can... We talk about Tony Khan sometimes, but we give him credit where he's due. Absolutely. Look at the business this guy's done. He's got him on TV. He's got him now two shows... Now he's good. he's up to that reality show and come July. Is it July? July. They're gonna have right. that that fourth sh- that fourth show That's and right. a billion dollar contract and That's apparently right. they're gonna be streaming the, all that stuff is gonna be streaming through uh, HBO I guess oh, or Warner Brother like Warner Brother, HBO so all content so no more fight no more this other stuff mm-hmm. I guess internationally you can do that but American. North, North America. American wise, you got to go through the uh, the HBO stream, so they got to have faith in them, and that's going to save them costs anyway, because they probably don't have to pay as much to uh, to fight as they do there. Okay. So I mean, they're going to be they're doing all right, and I mean, I'll give Tony Khan his due. That guy, I mean, business wise, like and growing that business, you know, he makes he does he does well, you know, 
Uh, he's just got to hire people around him. Oh no, he, that, he just needs to listen to the people around him. He's yeah, got, he's got, no, don't no, hire any more no, people. But if, but if, <laughs> no, but if he's going to bring guys in that really, really know, but he's got guys like you said, uh, mm. bring Christopher Daniels in to talk about stuff. Bring Arn Anderson, these other guys. But he just hired this Will Washington guy. He's a podcaster to handle live events, creative, be involved in creative, and things like that. And I'm like, because he's a podcaster, well. Tim, where do we send our resume? That's like, right. Let's go. You know, I mean, come on. It's like, I mean, I'm not slagging the guy because I don't really know all I all I I did a quick research on him. They're and, trying to and, do a Pat McAfee type thing, and he's a, him being in the ring. Right? Yeah, well, they're, the, try, they're trying to to draw on that experience and try bringing across uh, promotion of items. But I don't think he's but, not that popular of a podcaster, though. I don't think so. You know, it's Pat like, McAfee I've, is I've a never rare heard, beast. Yeah, right? I've never heard of Will Will Washington, and so I'm like. Okay, well, who's this guy? Like, no, sl- I'm not going to slag no, no. or whatever because I don't know, but you got to have a pedigree to be able to do these things. Well, everybody can have a podcast. Hey, look at us, right? Yeah, we uh, do. With, all, <laughs> with, all, with all 100 listeners, thank you, by the way. That's right. So, we appreciate all of you. Make sure you right. share, like, and subscribe. That's right. <laughs> For weekly coming here to uh, listen to myself, Tim, and uh, Penelope, Murder Dog. Penelope Murder Dog there in the background. That's right. So, but. so getting on with the numbers, uh, Britt Baker's uh, T-shirt. Uh, is getting a little bit of uh, uh, slack, or sorry, flack, because it's uh, appearing to promote domestic violence because of the uh, the black eye that she received thanks to Soraya and her team. Wow. Um, people are, are again, they can't separate. If they're going to do this for for this kind of activity, uh, shouldn't we do something for Law and Order when we see the dead bodies lying on the ground? Yeah. Or, or, or SVU when it's the, the Finn sexual ba- assault. Finn Balor victims. showed that cut. Yeah. So is that vi- some kind of vi- that, right. that promotes violence or should we be not domestic but just violence in no. general? And should we? People get upset. People get offended by everything these days. This. And I, I heard a comic the other day and I thought, uh, oh no, it was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was, was talking about it. And it's like, you choose to what you want to be offended about. I'll choose what I want to be offended about. Yeah. Let's drop this crap. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the whole cancel culture BS. If somebody something right? is so offensive, then don't watch it, and then it'll go out no. of business. And the, I don't know how they get that from. This was not a guy, a woman, man on woman violence at all. This yeah. was Soraya and uh, her. It was an angle on TV, and it was an angle that happened to go wrong. Like yeah. somebody got big deal. Like it's. Did they get offended by seeing Brock Lesnar on Monday night with a big black eye from his event with yeah. uh, Cody Rhodes? Oh, but they did make a they didn't make a t-shirt about it it's like who gives a shit you know i mean honestly it's like it's like the, i don't know how you can jump from Britt baker doing that t-shirt to promote an angle to go or it was actually soraya and them that made the t-shirt i believe yes. originally to jumping to domestic promoting domestic violence yep. I, I don't I, I can't make that relation i don't know where in that in that line of following that how they it's how they go abstract. from one place i don't get it my dog's tilting her head at me here too she doesn't get it either okay. a little confused yeah she's like what the hell is this but yeah well it's definitely going to be interesting to see where this goes I can't see them giving it up especially if it's a cash cow I wouldn't forget Why that would exactly it doesn't promote domestic violence no. get lost uh, on another aspect of uh, merchandise the uh, acclaims numbers have actually dropped oh really they were number one or number two just recently and they've dropped apparently down in the down lower uh, lower top five really so whatever they're doing uh or not doing 
is really impacting their, their sales. I think right? because they're not so, they aren't uh, featured as much. So no. I hope with this new show, Heather kind of splitting them because the elite doesn't want don't play well with CM Punk, so they need to make another show. Well, um, no, apparently they're they're not supposed to be doing a brand split. From oh. everything that I've read, all, oh, all the different. They were just doing something where, oh, well, if Punk's on, uh, in, uh, is on, say, Dynamite, they're going to be on, the, what's, the, what's the other one called? I have no idea what, what it's The Saturday Night Show. Yeah. It, it's going to be on, I can't remember the name, I remember the comp, yeah, I don't know. So, they'll be on the other one because they can't play nice together. It's like, oh, just let's all be adults. They, they can't. <clears throat> you know? But uh, we'll, we'll just leave that at that, but we'll, we'll see what happens when they, they uh, come up with a new show and see how it, it, it shows. Um, because the numbers are, um, well, people are, are, are turning down still. Right? People will forget these guys if they're not featured. Like they're not featured as yes. like they were so so strong. They should have been featured hard on that. So I mean, like we've said, they should be split into now to three. Have a rampage show yeah. for the younger guys and stuff and up and comers. You have your main show dynamite and have your other main show being on Saturday nights yeah. and, and focus those guys. Send those other guys over there. Do something good. Marrow and all those other guys. Man, you could. They got 163 people. Like, well, that's use it. them. And you got to do something because the the product is. While they may be getting this billion dollar deal, it may may not be a good investment because the numbers are continuing to trend down. Last week, AEW started strong at 895,000 viewers and ended off the night under 700,000, 692,000. That oh, doesn't geez. speak. That doesn't speak well of your product if you're dropping nearly. Over uh, two hundred thousand, yeah. For only two hours, that's hurting. Yeah. And if you're having to make an announcement of an announcement yeah. to hope and hope and pray that you hit nine hundred thousand, let alone a million. I, I didn't see what their ratings were last last night. Do you know what it was? No, I don't. But so, I would expect it's probably not going to be any different. I I got to see because they were going up against it was was it LA versus uh, Golden State again I believe. Yes. So uh, yeah I mean and the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, there the, with those two going this time of year they have to know you're not going to be in the top five because you've got those games going on. Uh, but the fact that you're you're, you're dropping that drastically you know, in the episode that, that that hurts. That means people don't want to watch your show. No. If you're losing that kind of those kind of that num- the numbers dropping like that. You know, like no. I don't know what Raws are, but remember Raw, Raw, you still God bless you. Well, Raw's still Raw. in around just under. I think it's been under two million. I don't know if it got a bump because of the backlash. But remember, they used to drop though in the third hour. They're not dropping yep. like that now. That's right. And because of the good booking, right? You need good booking, man. You got to have good bookers. So, right. I mean, you're building on the emotion, right? Yeah. And you got to make people want to watch and want to see it. You got to have episodic booking so people got to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, you, there's a tiny bit of that, but. Like what's going to go on with the com, uh, Blackpool Combat Club? You know what's going on with with them and the elite. You know uh, how is Jericho and Cole going to work out? What you know Roderick Strong's? How, don't even talk to me. Roderick Strong comes in, he goes with Cole, and they stick him with Orange Cassidy and Bandito. What in the blue hell was that? I mean, yeah, I, 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 like who were they? Who were they working in that tag match too? It was a four way, and I can't remember who the hell it was, but it's like. Murder Dog wants to uh, yeah, wants, wants to, to say something in the podcast. He's lo- she's loving you. Oh, look the, at that. We're gonna change the puppy podcast. <laughs> we'll get double. All right. So when we compare the numbers for the for the same period as uh, last year in 2022, uh, the show started off stronger at nearly 60,000 more than they did, but they, they also yeah. drew 
uh, in 2021 over a million, almost 1.1 million. Yeah. So to see that you've had that, that quite a drastic slide and the fact that at the end of that episode, you were below 700,000, that, that's almost 400,000 in two years. So that was when punk came in, right? Yeah, probably. So, hmm. I wonder what, let's see what the difference is right now. You know, firstly, they've created a negative atmosphere about the company with the bullshit with the elite. Yes. And then Punk's gone. So who's draw, who, who is drawing you numbers? Who is your guy? Mm -hmm. It was Punk, you know? Clearly. And, Clearly he was having some impact. But then again, you know, um, we'll give credit where credit is due. Chris Jericho, back in 2021... I believe that's when he was doing all his stuff with MJF, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he might have been, yeah. Right. I mean, they were doing that. That was a big program. Where they were, they brought in the pinnacle, right? I believe mm -hmm. so. But I mean, that's the thing. And it's like... And ever since then, you've had a regurgitation of a Jericho group. Twice now. Yeah. Right? Now we're the, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Right? And you've got the the Bullock, um, Blackpool, Blackpool Combat, Combat Club, Club yeah. which is... The pinnacle, I guess what the pinnacle was I guess. sure why not and you know I mean I don't know I heard there was some good stuff last night like Don Callis turned on Omega well I saw that coming mm -hmm. um, you know uh, so it, that might actually help and 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 Don Callis is a good booker like look at the booking he was he was helping book uh, impact it was actually pretty good then too mm -hmm. I mean there's another guy you don't have to go with the old school like Kevin Sullivan JJ Dillon all those guys because there's guys around now that are really smart like a Christopher Daniels um, Don Callis, uh, Samoa Joe, so, like right. that can help you with Absolutely. your book. Chris Jericho, that could help with the booking side of things. Yeah. Or I mean, even a Kevin Nash. Like you listen to Kevin Nash, he's smart when it comes to booking and stuff going on in psychology and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like you know, and people can say, "Oh, he's NWO. He's just that." You know, to help him with a booking hey, and right stuff. Right place at right time. It worked. Like, yeah, it all worked for that whole that whole time. And regardless of his injury status and, and what happened, and people claim, you know. All, all the complaints about him not drawing a dime back in 1995 when he was champion. The wrestling industry in its, on its own was in a turbulent time at the That's time, right. right? And so, you know, and the same thing has to happen with, with AEW is it has to find its its proper stretch and have a good run because as we talk about ebbs and flows, they're in a bit of a, 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 a flow down now because of the lack of creative being consistent and, and drawing and building on the big names, right? And let's go back though to '95 and saying he couldn't draw. Well, it definitely wasn't him then, because when he went, they went into WCW, Hall and him. Before Hogan came in and jumped on that, I mean, they were doing good. Like, look at the numbers that had turned around, yeah. started to turn already before Hogan hopped over and and that up to Bash at the Beach. They it, he was he was part of that draw. And then Hogan mm -hmm. came in and helped add to the draw. But there's never just one. It's not 1970 again where you no. put Luthez on the card and you have to raise the ticket prices and you, you're now selling the place out. Like in 1950 or whatever, the world champ or when Harley Race came in or Dory Funk or one of the, the Sheik and the, those kind of... It's not built off of one, one or two guys now. No. It's the whole package. But, I mean, when he, those guys came in, look at what happened. So it wasn't necessarily him. Mm -hmm. It's like, but he... And let's about drawing has nothing to do with it because he certainly wasn't writing his own crap back in 95 no, no, no. so but he knows and he learned yep you know what so he'd be great to be in a room to help with that booking if scott hall was alive that'd be the guy i'd be calling 
that guy's a genius, man. Mm-hmm. Like, when it came to like booking and angles and how to work stuff, man, you hear him talking. Kevin Nash puts him over. Other guys put him over. Yeah. You know. Um, but look at how long he was in a uh, sorry AEW in uh, AWA. Yeah. Right. Him and um, Kurt, Henning. Kurt Henning started off together. You're telling me that the amount of time he spent with Kurt Henning, he didn't learn an awful lot. Yeah. When he came in and, and got the character Razor Ramon, he took shit. Because let's face it, when he came in, while the vignettes were really good, yeah, the character itself was in never, the ring wasn't that great. But it wasn't. But meant, it built. But, it, but it wasn't meant to be in it. I don't think like it wasn't meant no. to be something huge. And he made that character. That's right. So again, you look at the creative ability, right? When he showed up in WCW and, and cut the whole promo and engaged the audience, you're like, oh, Jericho is, was, is he really doing that? Jericho right. was talking about how they had it booked for him to come in and squash Jericho. Mm-hmm. And Hall went to him and he goes, he's going on, hey man, this is what we're going to do. He says, when I put you up for that razor's edge, you're going to flip over. You're going to pin me. He was then I'm going to hit you with the razor's edge again. And Larry Zbysko was supposed to come in. We'll still get to that. Yeah. And Larry will know. He goes, but I'm going to let you pin me. He goes, what's it going to do to you, do for you or me if I just beat the crap out of you like that? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing. He was so smart to know. And from then on, you know, Jer- it helped build Jericho. That's right. You know, and it makes sense. And Jericho was saying this. And, you know, I mean, the guys like it, like these are some of the guys that they could be using now, like a Kevin Nash. Like, don't let him take advantage of you. I don't know if he would, like like he did with Bischoff and those guys, but he saw money where it was and did his thing. But, I mean, Kevin Nash, I, I, the show on the reserve the, at the Brantford Civic Center there, mm-hmm. talk to him. Man, that guy's a smart guy. The way we were, we were talking about different yeah. things and you hear him talking about different stuff in the match and whatever else. Man, that guy's a smart, smart guy. He'd be a guy you'd want to pull in. And you got like a Jake Roberts who helped book in Atlanta, mm-hmm. in Georgia, right? So you got two guys there and mix mix in the new guys like uh, like, a, like we were saying, Christopher Daniels and uh, Don Callis. Yep. Can you imagine that as a booking team? Oh, oh that'd phenomenal. be tremendous. Phenomenal. You got you got a you know like a quarter of a billion dollars so I can start a company and bring in those guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go check. And see what I've got in the cushions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I have a spare billion or two lying around. <laughs> Just like that, eh? The cushions of your couch. Oh, found that's one. Right. <laughs> Speaking of having spare money lying around, uh, we'll switch gears for a minute and uh, talk about a little WWE action. The uh, McMahon lawsuit has been dropped as he has apparently paid off the remaining outstanding amount that he... The sh- yeah, from the shareholders. From the shareholders. Yeah. Um, you know, he only had, what... Five billion to, to work with, so you know he paid off seventeen million, three million yeah, or something. Still yeah. got just uh, just shy of five billion left to play with. Yeah, so. yeah. God. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's yeah. I don't <laughs> think he's wor- he's too worried about that. Yeah, was it five billion or four and a half billion? Yes. I mean, it's like he's got he's got more than enough money. Exactly. And then also with uh, this week in WWE, we had the first week of the new uh, Raw roster. Yeah. We had the two triple threat matches for the soon-to-be secondary World Heavyweight Championship that will be featured on Raw. But yet, it's uh, going to be featured on Raw. But SmackDown people. SmackDown people. <laughs> it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown at the Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia for the title that is going to be the workers' title because Roman Reigns and, has the sweetheart deal of only working... And exclusively to Raw. That's right. So you could have a so SmackDown it, champ. Come on. Well, is it going to be? 
for telling that um, we're going to have the raw winner, which was uh, Seth Rollins. Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins going to be it because it's on Raw, or is it going to be the SmackDown guy? Yeah, coming back to Raw. And I hate that two like, really? triple, triple threat matches to get to the. It's to, four triple threat matches, but I mean on the one two side, on one side and two then, on the other. It's like ah, uh, not for I don't know. It just no. it just seems so consolation prize. It's like whatever. Well, exactly. Just as we, as we talked before, just strip the one title off. You, you you're still keeping the the, the streak in intact. For the full full thousand plus days, wherever they're trying to aim for that type, that storyline. Yeah. Um, but move on and get things going because there's a number of, of good opportunities here with the the rosters now that they they, they move them around. Uh, I like the fact that uh, we're talking about SmackDown. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Rey Mysterio. I'd rather it just be a one-on-one -on -one match between uh, Edge and AJ Styles, but it works for me. I yeah. don't mind that one. Um, but it's nice to see um, Shinsuke Nakamura back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him and um, Miz, Miz having some <laughs> great activity. You know, Miz is gold. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. This guy has been able to to reinvent himself. He's he's like Chris Jericho, right? Yes. He's able to re um, continue to to change up his character, reinvent, reinvent yeah. himself, and and have you care about what he's doing. Whether you're cheering him, whether you're booing him, most of the time it's booing him. But he's just—he's just a perfect foley for all these guys. I right? want to see—I want to see him team up with LA Knight. I want to see them go after uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'd love that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be just wonderful. I'm gonna send them my resume too. <laughs> Dear WWE, <laughs> please accept this resume. <laughs> but it will be interesting to see how how we move forward with new rosters because there's some great talent being um, um, utilized with Triple H doing the creative. I look forward to seeing how this progresses going forward. Yeah. And um, the anyway. one thing I didn't like, mm -hmm. Omos at Backlash <sighs> losing to losing to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. It's like I I see the. I didn't watch it, but I saw the some video and clips. Yes. Yeah, three curb stomps, one off the top rope. I get it. Omos is your new Andre the Giant. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Road Dog said that. <laughs> Omos has better upside than Andre or something like that. Mm -hmm. I guess I was like, dude, Andre <laughs> the Giant. Maybe maybe from a um, physicality point of view. Maybe. Right? Maybe from a language point of view. I don't know. I, I haven't really heard him talk outside yeah. outside of WWE. Um, but from what I've heard, he's a very smart guy. He's doing a lot for his I family love. Don't back get home. me don't get me wrong. I love Omos. Like yes. I think they should be protecting him. He should be their Andre the Giant. Yeah. But they're pissing it away. You know, I think, I mean, I like him with, um, MVP. with MVP because he yes. can learn from him too. Because MVP, there's another guy, smart guy. If you want to start dishing out money to do different things, bring that guy in and help you, help you book. Mm -hmm. But you, you do have that quarter of a billion. Uh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you next week. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll be the fourth brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Eh? Fourth. <laughs> that we're the third. No. Oh yeah. But you know, it's like, I, I like Omos. I think there's more of an, there's a big upside to him. I wouldn't go as far to say more than Andre or whatever it was that he said, yeah. because I mean, Andre the giant, I, I remember watching him in 1977 yeah. for his live show, him versus the Sheik. man between the Sheik and him. That's why that Kitchener auditorium was so full. Um, you know, but it, it comes down to like, and he traveled all over. He was that special attraction filled place. Well, definitely say he is better than El Gigante. Oh, geez, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the Great Cali. Oh, 
My goodness. Even combined. That's right. He's better than both of them. But yeah. I, that's the thing. I like Omas. He does what he does well and doesn't do what he does do well. And keep MVP with him if he can't t- cut the promo. Or he doesn't. Why does he have to talk? He doesn't need to talk. He doesn't need to talk. You got that. That's gold. Him and MVP. That was perfect putting them together. And then, so now you can build him. He shouldn't be putting guys. And just not going against jobber guys either. He should be kept strong. He's a future superstar, like that big main attraction, like a like an Undertaker and, and that kind of thing, or an Andre the Giant. You yes. know, you, just don't want, you don't want him to get the the big show treatment. Yeah, where he becomes the big guy who gets lost in the shuffle due to whether it's weight, whether it's physicality, whether it's lack of creativity. You don't want him to do that because I didn't he think had I, a good draw. I didn't think I'd ever say this. WCW booked Big Show better than WWF. Sadly, yes. E. That's right. You know, I never thought I would say they booked it Andre better. Andre the but, Giant Jr. But they did. Oh, that was terrible. They dropped, <laughs> they dropped that like a hot rock real quick. I think the daughter <laughs> sent them a cease and desist. I believe they did. And, but it's like they dropped that pretty quick, which is good because yeah. they should have. Because that was foolish to begin with. But they could have played... I'm, I'm the Giant. You take down Giants. I'm, but they, they booked it better with when they stuck him... They put him with Kevin Sullivan, and then he turned on them and went with NW. Like it was good, but the, that back and forth, back and forth, that when it got near the end there, was. But I mean, I mean, he should be. They should have Omaso be the new. That's right. New guy until that you, until you have your next one in the wings, who's ready to go. I, I don't believe there's anybody of that size in NXT no. at this time. What was that? Remember that big dude that was with uh, Cruz? Oh, no, no, you're right. Um, uh, General Aziz. Where's he? He's back in NXT. But he was actually decent, I thought, when I saw him work. Well, we'll see what, what's going to happen, but he's back in NXT. So maybe he'll, he'll be the, the heir apparent to uh, to Omos in the future. Well, I, would, I don't know. I would keep with, yeah. You can stick him on the SmackDown brand. But, I mean, I like uh, I, I like Omos. He's a guy that they should push. They, he's got money right now. He's that attraction, that Undertaker Andre attack attraction. Do something with him. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. 